Cheers. That was a good one. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to uh, No Friends Allowed, uh, where we match without even talking to each other after being apart for weeks. This is now a uh, Texas or Clemson themed pod. Yeah, Surprise. Right. Or uh, uh, Oklahoma State. Who yeah, knows? or Oklahoma State. We probably offended all of them because this is a slight deviation of their actual color. Uh, yes. It's great to see you, first of all. It has been a while. Uh, you have traveled the universe, I feel like, since we yes. last talked on this pod. I have done some traveling, uh, some lawn uh, manipulation, if you will. But what what has been your like monthly recap of Paige but while we took a little pod hiatus? I went to a lot of weddings. I can tell you that. Um, I went to, let's see, three weddings in four weeks and wow. um, had a little family vacation. Um, was able to be in Hawaii with my family for 10 days, which was pretty fun. Then was immediately back for two days, then went to San Diego for another wedding. Um, I know I was living a real rough life. Um, but something that I did notice is that it sounds like your, uh, lawn care is being called out on the internet. I did not catch that until today. Well, I was, I did not catch it either. I think we got some local Intel on the lawn service. So here, here's this in question. People are saying that I, I get my lawn cared for me rather than care for it. I want to address that directly out of the gate. You look That's, shocked. This, um, is a CF, this is a CFB level scandal. Well, okay. True. There's, there's, there are elements of truth to this, but like, I will explain why. What? I do not do, I have a service for weeds. Like I don't like, Putting down fertilizer, right? I get it. I do. I, I like, but I still do my Malorca and I still do all my things, but I'll get like weed treatments. Why do you look shocked by this? You're playing into the narrative. You're supposed I, to like Team Orange. If there's um, a kid listening to this podcast, please cover their ears. I'll give you two seconds. Okay. Now, now but this one's, this one's even I feel, worse. Hold on. I feel like I just found out that Santa Claus wasn't real. Oh my that's, God. Kids, cover, earmuffs. So, I but I, but I'll do some of the weed treatments. I'll, st- I'll still do my own. To be clear, all of the mowing and like lawn care manipulation is all me with a caveat. Mm-hmm. Last year during football season, shit got crazy. As you know, football season's mm-hmm. hard. Saturdays are kind of hard to do that stuff. I did get my lawn worked on for about two or three weeks during the heart of football season when it got to like 40 degrees here. Because my loving wife said, you're doing a lot. Why don't you just let go go of this? I got to be honest. (laughs) I hated it at first. They mowed it too low. But there was something therapeutic about watching someone like mow the lawn. That my wife wants to mow my lawn. Like that would be tough. I think there would be some relational (laughs) relationship issues with that. I don't think that would mesh well. Like I'm just saying. Like we have enough, you know, kids, money, whatever whatever your stress points are in a relationship. Right? We don't need another one with the lawn. That being said, all the work right now is me. All the work right now is me. This football okay. season, I probably won't do that again. Although it just gets fucking crazy, Paige. You know why? Yeah. Like at some now point was, you have to let I'm, go. Well, well, one, I appreciate you not letting your work go instead and, and did um, yeah, that's true. your passion a little bit, which uh, makes me kind of sad. But I think as long <laughs> as you're giving us a heads up, that this is what's happening, I think we'll be okay. I think from now on, we just need complete transparency. Like, a little behind the curtain of how you make it work, if you will. The the weeding 
of lawn, which I do, but like the weed surfing, that's boring, right? That does nothing other than just like, I don't want to be that guy. I also don't like the chemicals, right? There's some, like, I'm going to distance myself from that. Um, uh, uh, blame the chemicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. That sounded good. Like I was a workshop, a workshop. You, that. you, uh, you talked that through and got yourself to the like, fact that mm, you did it for your own safety good. because you want to be around for your kids. I've never really liked, I've never liked that part of it, but the pictures of my lawn, like I want to make it abundantly clear. The greenness, the the striping, the edging, these are all my things. So yes. if you're going to come after me, okay. you know, yes, there's some, like, am I Barry Bonds? Are there some performance answers in there? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Barry Bonds is still pretty fucking good, man. And he should be They're in the Hall of steroids. Fame. I'm team steroids. There you go. Perfectly, perfectly stated. But yeah, I saw this on the internet and like, I saw it a little bit. I got like anxiety. I was like, oh. Perfect pod conversation to address. I like there that are some, there's like local like yeah. spies for local us. shit talking. Damn it, Jason. Um, now at the at the barbecue when the dads are all standing around with beers, it's gonna be like, all right, who tweeted it? Who said it? Yeah, there was a lot of lightning last night in the old dad corral. So the dads were talking, did a tree just get hit? Like, this is what we do as burnout dads. But no, not nearly as an interesting time as you with weddings. Lawn care, it's been very hot here. Um, and I'm like really, you know, I've said this, I think like a thousand times page when we did the pod, I'm like super excited for football. Like the last, I don't like conference yeah. realignment has kind of gotten in the way of like my genuine excitement for this. Um, like it does, it's like, it muddies the equation of like me just being ready for football. Now you have this doesn't matter. I still can't wait for this. And we are like less than two months away now, which is terrifying. Yeah, we're fast approaching. And I guess this this um get up slash matching of the orges could be Texas because while yeah. we were away, Arch Manning decided to commit to Texas in the most just chill of ways. Yep. And um personally, like I think this is it. A lot of people were like, hey, it seems like what if he changes his mind? All of those things. No. One, look at all the people that came after him. Two, he's a Manning, he's gonna do it very chill, whatever. I figured it wouldn't be a big NIL situation. I figured it would just kind of be, this is what I'm doing. But I like sort of thought it'd be a little more than just like, I'm committing to the University of Texas, like hook them. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It it was very anticlimactic. Uh, most of these recruiting decisions now have some sort of buildup. We didn't yeah. know he was committing. I think he created a Twitter account that just says like student athlete, right? Like some yeah. blanket ass vanilla thing. Um, but I think it's smart because there's going to be, there already is so much pressure on him to be more than he probably will be that mm -hmm. it's, I think it's cool to kind of just temper things and it's neat at a time of NIL and all this stuff. Like, it's just like, yeah, I've committed to, to Texas. Also Texas in all of this has Quinn Ewers, now you have a Manning. They're like two of the highest rated recruits ever, let alone quarterbacks. Yeah. Like literally, and they may be on the same roster. Uh, they have a lot of other really good quarterbacks that probably won't be on that roster, right? This is the interesting part of these times. But if you're Steve Sarkeesian, and I, I tried to, I wrote about this. We, we came up with the idea together. It's like, like a measured Texas's back take. Mm -hmm. This is how you become back, right? Like this is how you do it because you you recruit like this is, it's not a really secret formula. This is not that complicated. It's really yeah. hard to replicate. All you do is recruit. And I think the amazing thing you hit on it is he committed. And then there's been a deluge of 
interest and commitments after that. And that's yeah. the most important part to me. And it really more important than the actual individual commitment it, itself. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think a lot of times when we've had conversations about Texas being back, they'll win games randomly and look good randomly. In terms of like commitments, like yeah. the guys before him, Herman and Strong, both didn't – like this is a way bigger recruiting deal than either of them brought in. Like there, yes. there was not this level of talent. Now I understand it doesn't just require you to have talent on a roster. You have to be able to coach them and, and help them grow. But I really do think this puts them in a really, really strong place that they haven't been in before. And like this time it may actually not be an overreaction to say that they'll, they'll be back. No, it, it, it actually is measured, but it's hard to have measured discord about Texas now. Yeah, right. Because about could, anything right? in college football, about, about anything in college football, about USC, about Texas, but you know, like it's not a secret to build your roster. Like this is what you do, and I think the the other interesting variable of this, of course, it's a good transition too, is the fact that they are going to the SEC, yeah. and you need to beef up your roster before you go there. You're going to get shit canned. Like this is not mm-hmm. an SEC homer take. This is just a real take that, like, you're not playing consistently. Like. Kansas State or West Virginia. Sorry if you like those schools. It's not meant to be knocked, but I've just thought of the first kind of mid-tier Big 12 teams talking about like, yes, you'll play Vanderbilt, but it's going to get tougher and the rosters are bigger and they've recruited really well. Texas has a couple of years to do that. So does Oklahoma for that matter. This is a huge, what, what Arch symbolizes and what he actually is are like two very different things. And the yeah. one is actually more important than the player itself. Like, Quinn Ewers, you could argue, is a more important player to them than Arch. And yet the significance of Arch's commitment, you've got a couple of years now where people are going to be buying in. I don't know where their recruiting class is currently ranked. I know it's way up there. I would imagine I'd be shocked if they don't finish with like a top four recruiting class this year. Yeah, I need to look at where they are. Good homework um, by me. But to your point, uh, conference things are being shaken Holy up a little shit. bit. UCLA and USC are joining the Big Ten. Um, first Hold and on. foremost, that sounds so fucked up. Like I know we know this, but how weird does that sound? First of all, it happened so fast, and I this is this is what I mean. You've worked in this industry longer than I have, but yeah. I feel like there has not been a strain of consecutive years where just like a sport has been shaken up more than college sports in general like especially college football like it has gone from like okay we'll have a transfer portal okay we'll pay players to okay we'll have super conferences and change like years of history and like not even in like the small way of like adding two teams it's like this team is going to who's in a major power five conference is moving in to another power five conference which by the way, geographically makes no sense. But I, the yes. only, my biggest hope is that we at least get some names that accurately reflect how many teams are in each conference. That's my first beef. Like I hope that is something we get under control because it's first of all out of control. Second, you mentioned those mid-tier teams. Those might be now in the same conference as my school. And as a Pac-12 fan, I'm like, what the Lincoln Riley, yeah. this is on you. I'm so mad at you for doing this to me. I was so happy that he joined the conference, that we were going to be relevant again. And now it may not exist in a year or two. 
Well, also when you read, like UCLA was broke. So UCLA, like being bad at business is like a big part of this, right? So, all right. So a couple of thoughts. Is that your goal? Is that your glass straw? By the way, no, I don't have a glass straw, but it, there's ice in my cup this time. Sorry. It sounds like cartoon ice. It sounds like you know, like well, because um, it's full ice cubes. Because I use a brewmate who I want oh, to sponsor this podcast, and the out. ice never melts. So, um, wow, is that the tag? It sounded like you were reading, uh, like the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sponsored That's portion. Read for this episode. Yeah, yeah, no, all right. So, I USC and UCLA. We, this is like you have to unpack this in a couple of parts. I when that report was came out. It did not feel real, just to be completely honest. The other part of this, like, and this was with Texas and Oklahoma too, this shit happens like in less than 24 hours. There's a rumor and then they're gone. So this stuff moves fast. Um, This was faster, by the way. This was faster. I think it's pretty awesome for the Big Ten. As a fan of the Big Ten, I I think it's kind of clumsy and weird, but it's also kind of cool. Um because well, they have no choice. They have no choice, and and I guess you know I'll, I'll I'll speak out of both ends of my mouth here because I think it's clumsy and cool, and yet the part that I'm really concerned with with all of this stuff is no one is worried about you or me or every the fan out there. Like the sport is not moving in a better place for you know productivity and presentation. It's moving about dollars. It's financial security and panic are driving these decisions. And so what does the end user get out of it? Like the NFLization of the of college football is here. Now Mm -hmm. I I still love Saturdays. I still love the sport. I love the personality. I love the pageantry. That's that won't change. It will be neutralized a bit if some of these rivalries go away. And the geographics of college football is one of its greatest assets. Like you care because it's regional. Right, mm-hmm. you care because there's regional bragging rights, and yeah, you're keeping these teams together like Texas and Oklahoma, and Texas and Texas A&M are going to be back together again. There's it's not fully going away, but it does feel like that stuff is being absorbed, or at the very least, being discarded. Because if you're the Big Ten, you're worried about another another television contract, and if you're the US USC UCLA, you're thinking shit. We could probably double our television revenue. I don't know what the numbers will be, but they'll be huge. Yeah just by going to this conference that we've had no connections with before. And I think that is concerning. I don't think the sky is falling. I'm not going to another sport. But as purists, like, we can't look at this and just say this is perfect because it's not. It's it's concerning. It is. And I think one of the first things that, like, someone actually tweeted as a question to us was, like, what does this mean for, like, the Rose Bowl and, like, bowl games? Like, the way we view bowl games and, like, the history of them – and the like conference affiliation stuff all has to change. This also brings up the the college football playoff conversation again. Because before when there were still, you know, yes. power five, but one was obviously weaker than the other, whether it be, you know, a Big 12 or a Pac-12, you could argue both. Um, and now the ACC, like it just, it changes a lot of things. And I do think they're going to have to change the format of that based on how good teams are going to be in in these super conferences but like the super conferences are technically going to be the Big 10 and the SEC and then maybe a super Big 12 that consists of some of that but what happens to the schools that are left out of joining the Big 12 is that real the other part of this is i've talked to people i know you've talked to people 
I don't think anyone actually has an answer. I think people are throwing, you know, darts and see what sticks because, like, this is not... There's no real answer. And I think we saw the panic originally of, like, okay, what's going to happen is, you know, Oregon and Washington are going to try and join the Big Ten. And obviously this always on an independent team. Who would have thought that, like, we'd care what Notre Dame was going to do? Um, and then it, you hear the ACC's in the mix. And it it all just seems like people are kind of searching for stuff, but there's nothing really actually being done yet. The only thing that's happened really is USC and UCLA. And yes. that is going to have a huge impact um, regardless of how this all plays itself out. But I I think we I thought the Pac-12 was going to be dead overnight. Like I was like, this is it. This is where it ends because it it just seemed that way with all everything that was being reported. I think people are taking a minute to evaluate because like you said, it it does change it a lot. And it is kind of scary that, oh, yeah. that, that these decisions are happening so quickly and we're not really taking time to think about, you know, certain aspects of the sport that could, you know, hurt because of this. If you're a team like Oregon, I want to ask about your team in a sec. Mm-hmm. But if you're a team like Oregon, you're really stuck because you you'd clearly want to go to the Big Ten. It sounds like the Big Ten is waiting on Notre Dame to see what Notre Dame wants to do. And Notre Dame will eventually join a conference, by the way. I think it's I think that yeah. there'll well, be a now. lot of pressure. For sure, now. And the financials also, I think, are becoming more and more intriguing. And they'd become yes. even more so if Notre Dame joined the Big Ten. That would be a really big deal. Mm-hmm. So the Big Ten's probably going to say, hey, look, we wanna, we're want we going to add two more. One, you hope, is Notre Dame. And the second I, w- would be fascinating. Is it Stanford? Like, <laughs> like educationally, like... Stanford is another unique team when you talk about like potential fits that could be left out, but also like for the PAC 12 teams, right? And this is where I get to like Arizona, there was rumors today. The big 12s look talking to about six teams or talking to six teams. I think it's Oregon, Washington, the Arizona teams, Colorado, and was it Kansas? Utah. Uh, Utah. That was the sixth, Um, which I, I think are great schools. Utah's great. Colorado, of course fits, right? Like, so uh, there are these little areas, like one of these is going to sink, I think, in a matter of time. But I'm I'm kind of with you that every time this happens, and I'm guilty of this, you wait for the bomb to go off, and it doesn't go off immediately. And it's the chaos of reporting it. It's all these other things, but it kind of holds serve. And then we breathe, and then we say, okay, where do things stand now? So as an Arizona fan... Well, you kind of tipped your hand earlier. You're not. You're not. And you're not thinking Big Twelve, are you? Or, or what are you thinking? I don't want to go to the Big Twelve. Um, I think I have to think about for Arizona. I mean, no offense to our football program, but I have to think about it as like a basketball school situation. Um, Yikes! Going and playing Kansas would be great, and I know those games would be probably some of the most watched college basketball games. Oh yeah. Um, ever really? Um, but. I just don't think it makes sense. Like, I don't think it adds anything. Like, in terms of value, like, the Pac-12, yes, I know the TV deal is, like, the huge conversation because, obviously, it expired and they need to figure it out. But that doesn't mean that the Pac-12 doesn't have anything to offer. Like, you're getting, like, primetime, late-night slate and, like, Pac-12 after dark 
for people who are actually going to watch. So, for example, like when a, an SEC team is on primetime, like that's late. And yes, people are going to tune in. But in terms of value of how many people will actually tune in to an Oregon game or a Washington football game during the primetime slot, you have a, you have something to stand on there in terms of basketball Far, I mean, the Big 12 is actually pretty good at basketball in, in general, but so is the ACC. Yeah. So then that conversation comes in. But I think in terms of, like, geographically, if you're going to shake things up, going to the Big 10 makes a little bit more sense. Because money-wise, like, there's just more separation there. So you're going to get more eyes, more money, all of those things over, like, larger markets. I think for the Big 12, it kind of stays in a certain area. Um but as a basketball school, like, we have to think about, like, what's best for, like, Arizona basketball and keeping that prominent and not losing people because – not to say that that would happen, but eventually it would if you're not on, on television and playing in big games. By the way, you mentioned the ACC. That television deal is one of the shittiest deals Well, in that's like- why they're reaching out to the Pac-12 is because they know that they can get out of the shittiest of shit deals and figure I mean, out a way. The Big Ten – which was like a, which was, you know, gets shit on as a Big Ten fan. I get it. Some of it's earned. They have really manipulated the television markets incredibly well. Yeah. Um, SEC obviously has done really a great job. Yeah. That's where but, I want to go. I mean, I texted well, yeah. my friends who are SEC fans and were like, please let me join your conference. I would love that. I would love for that to happen. I would watch Arizona get smacked every single, there'd be an argument over who's U of A, but. I would watch them get smacked every single Saturday in football to have them play SEC basketball and get in and play Kentucky. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I really want to play Duke in North Carolina every year. Although that would be kind of cool in basketball. That'd be awesome. So like, there's well, there's other aspects. The other part of this is also like you have to think about the other sports. Like, yes, this is also crazy because like Notre Dame basketball is an ACC school or a program, I guess, but like. It's crazy to think that, like, the Big Ten would have to literally buy them out of their, like, deal with the ACC to oh, yeah. get them to that conference. Like, Which they would And do. they're willing to, to do. It's it's all just nuts. I, um, do you think this ends in Notre Dame joining the Big Ten eventually? Yes. Yes. Me too. Absolutely. Um, but I will say the more likely scenario... I see is I don't think that Oregon goes to the Big 12. I do think they end up in the Big 10, to be honest with you. So, well, I mean, that's the interesting thing is when does it stop? Or when does it start again? Like, to me now... Well, so like to your point is when the TV deals are up, can people just rotate conferences again? You know what I mean? Well, yeah. No, I mean, this is why the Pac-12 is like, whatever the Pac-12... Is trying to negotiate deals now because it's like, but but how are they going to do that? And and the other thing, I do think we are a couple of, it's kind of like the live golf tour, right? Which we'll talk about. We're yes, like we have to. Uh, you a couple of decisions make it more palatable, and it does feel like there'll be a point of like an avalanche where the stuff will just like start pouring out. Um, but I am fascinated by this, um, and I'm compelled. Because it seems like we do this every year as the season's about to start up and you and I are thinking of like, well, what are we going to write about for the actual football? It's like, oh my God, the sport is melting again. And the timing was similar as to last year 
And so it is a wonderful distraction to get to the football season. I will say that. Like, I don't love it and I don't love the direction of it, but it is certainly getting me revved up, like to get into actual football. And it's fast. It is. It is compelling because the reporting on it is so like, like turbulent that it does seem to change like every single hour. People are getting bad sources because no one's actually made a decision yet. And it's really funny actually to watch some of like the bigger names in, in college football tweet things. And I'm like, and then like it'd be disputed like two hours later. It's kind of crazy. But to answer your question, circling back my ideal situation, this isn't going to happen, but this would be my ideal situation is that Oregon and Arizona would team up and join the big 10 because you basically get the biggest football program and the biggest basketball program and Oregon has a decent basketball program and kind of pitch yourself to them. Um, I would hate to hitch my wagon to Oregon, but I don't see that like actually happening. And I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind not being in the same conference as Arizona State anymore. That sounds really bad because it's obviously a very like true rivalry. But like I'm, I would be more sad to see like other more like I guess I would be sad to see it go in the sense that like it's fun for basketball and like terrible for football for me. But there's more of, even rivalries that are a lot more interesting and entertaining, you know, I think, in football. You know, I, I guess if you have a – like Iowa-Iowa State, they're yeah. not in the same conference yet, but they play every year. And, like, I'm sick of that rivalry. I, yeah. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, weird shit happens. Now, there's Alabama and Ohio State – or Alabama and Auburn. Oh, my God. Ohio State and Michigan. <laughs> um, not a cutwater situation. And <laughs> – I don't know if people are tired of those. Probably not. But I do think people would sacrifice rivalries for financial stability and being in a conference they love. And yet from the onset, if I'm not involved, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. No, don't don't lose that rivalry. Even though I'll lose my – like, don't you lose yours. You say you want – you don't mind if Arizona State's gone. No, I want that. Like, that's fun play. for me. We can, we can schedule games when you're in a different conference. I don't want to be Except in the same here. conference as them and have to play them like – I'd rather a rivalry just be like a basketball rivalry. That would be more fun for me to watch. Um, but the Territorial we, Cup, that's the oldest rivalry trophy in college football. Yeah. See, that's the shit that I don't want to lose. Yeah. And again, I, I wrote a story and I had a couple of people in my DM saying, oh, you hate college football. First off, no, buddy. No, Second but this off, isn't college like, football as you know it. It's not a bad thing. First of all, don't DM Kramer. It's fine. I get worse DMs than that. Um do you want to talk NIL? So, you know, one of the other points that you, real quick, as we transfer to an NIL thing, you mentioned the last couple of years of college football and, and college athletics as a whole, right? And you couldn't be more right about it. The transfer portal is this new thing where people now can legally transfer and not sit out a year. And, and that's normal, right? Like Alabama has like reinvented its roster with a couple of people that they didn't have legally. Yeah. Uh, without tampering. NIL. Madness. Jimbo, Nick Saban, whatever you want to do. Like Miami, who we'll talk about in a sec, is doing this. And now realignment. And all of it is tied to, except for maybe the transfer portal, the business of college football, which you could argue is still a business decision because guys want to go pro and be in a better position. Yep. Are these things was- good or bad? I don't know, but it's... It, the sport has been completely overhauled. And I will yes. say, Paige, the next stage of this page is at what point does the NCAA become like none of this involves the NCAA. Yeah. And that is the direction of the people I've talked to. That is kind of what you hear. At some point, these conversations are going to go a lot louder of like, 
what exactly is the NCAA providing in all of this? Well, so like we've said, a lot has changed, but one thing's rem- one thing remains the same: the NCAA. They're still the same. Yeah, they do the same shit, same stuff. Haven't updated their their ways of doing no. things, and this sport has completely shifted. Um, and it's like like you mentioned, it's not necessarily bad is it like frightening because it's change and it's a lot really fast and we're kind of not sure how some of this stuff's going to work itself out but it'll get there it will get there um it's just definitely changed a lot very very quickly and the floodgates just opened up and like i said i think you said the nta i think the next thing is also the playoff like i think i know we had the conversation And they decided to keep it the same, but it's it's going to change. It has to. Like, it has to because of this new format of how who's going to be playing who and how you're going to be able to evaluate teams. So it it's a lot all at once, but yeah, um, definitely crazy. And it, what's so funny is, like, we were talking before the break. We're like, there probably won't be that much that comes up while we're gone. There has been a lot that has come up, um, including the prices of players. Um, like that segue. We're rusty. Very good. It's fine. Um, Jaden Rashada. Yes. I always hate saying think, names because I feel like I butcher I'm them. I'm so glad you did that. Oh, you. Yeah. I mean, good Lord. I am the resident butcher on this podcast. So, um, <laughs> um, no, you, you nailed it. He committed to Miami. And as soon as this happened, there was a report that said he came to an agreement with a booster for $9.5 million and also that he um, turned down an $11 million deal with Florida. So he came out and released a statement. And my favorite part about this statement is he said that he did not commit to Miami because of an NIL deal. Okay, he wanted to make that very clear. But nowhere in his statement did it say... I'm not getting paid $9.5 million. So I think there is a technicality there. And is it that much? Is it over the course of the time that he's at school? Is it over the course of a couple years? We will not know until it actually happens because obviously I think we can figure it out once we see what goes down. I understand him not wanting to um, claim that he's going to something for the money but, like, I almost just rather people be honest about it. <clears throat> Brooks. But, like, I would just rather people be honest about that they're doing things for the money. It's okay to say that. It's okay to be like, hey, I decided to go to Miami. I got paid $9.5 million. And, yes, you know, Florida offered me $11 million. But, you know, this situation was better for me and I could probably make more being in Miami than I can in Florida. Even with the with that deal, endorsement deals, all the other things probably look better at Miami. So I think we just yes. need to go with an honesty is the best policy and not judge people. Now, I understand I'm in the, the like, smaller category of, like, there's a lot of people who are college football fans that are like, they do it for the love of the game. And it's like, okay, buddy, your, your team's been paying players for a while. So I understand why they don't do that. But I wish that the sport was in a space where, like, people could be like, yeah, I'm getting paid this much and it's fine. It's um, So there's been conflicting reports, not necessarily from him, about what the amounts are. Yeah. I regardless, he's getting paid a lot of money. And I, I want to point out, by the way, if you're wondering what the market is for a really good quarterback, I'm just looking at 24-7. They have him as the number seven quarterback composite in this class and a top 50 player nationally, number 45. 
So this is not Arch Manning, at least from a recruiting prowess. It's a kid with a huge build. And I think he just got like strongest arm at a camp, like tons of yeah. ability, tons of camp. And the evaluation clearly is high. Um, I will say, Paige, to the point of him being able to say it, it would actually be nice if a kid like so the contracts are being reported kind of by recruiting reporters or whomever say, hey, you got a nine point five million dollar deal. It puts the kid in a compromising spot because it's like. You know, he's not like necessarily, you know, Mike Trout getting a $400 million contract where we can all know. It's like, hey, um, Adam, what's your salary? Like, and this is not, yeah. this is where the, is he a, an employee or not? This is where it becomes a little weird. So, yes, if somebody is questioning your decision making saying, well, Adam, you're joining this, you know, college football company because they offered you this. Yeah, I would have probably no problem saying, well, yeah, man, you see that? It's a fuck ton of money. Like, <laughs> you know it's, I mean? it's, it's really cool. Like, it's, yeah, yeah like, sucker. Uh, but I could understand, like, a 17 or 18-year-old kid saying maybe getting, I don't know if defensive is the right word, but maybe being a little cautioned by, like, not wanting to talk about it. But still, the bigger story here is that the number seven quarterback in the goddamn country is getting paid allegedly <laughs> – Close to $10 million. That is not a sustainable business market, Paige. That is not a sustainable... Like, there is a reckoning coming to NIL, I have a feeling. Yeah. There's going to have to be. But also, like, do we get to the point where, like, teams, like, schools are tweeting, like, so-and-so committed, this is how much is getting paid per year, like, the, the, like, the contract tweets we get in, like pro sports like i feel Probably. like there has to be a time where we we get those because then it takes it away from the kid and i mean we say they're kids but then they're you know 18 years old getting paid all this money um but yeah i it's a very aggressive shift we went from Bryce Young making a million dollars a year to 9.5 million dollars that is not so but these are all this is also a deal with a booster so like there are people that are like fans of these teams. Imagine if we did this in pro sports where we like allowed like like boosters of teams to like pay for contracts. Uh, like like oh do you think God. there'll be there has to be some form of cap. Like there's gonna be a cap put on your roster. Like this is how much you can spend in NIL. Go for it. Um but then you, I, then it's I, like a regulation that people are gonna be pissed about. So it can't be the NCAA that does it, it has to be like a legal an actually reputable organization well, that represents I, the players. And then there's going to have to be a players association and it's going to be the same type of deal where like they negotiate sort of like they do in pro sports. Like this is wild. Sorry. I just, I, I, I worked through that emotion of like, what no, is going to no, no, happen? No, but I also, we didn't put this on a rundown, but the video at A&M where he's pointing to the sweet box of all the boosters saying y'all, they all pay you a lot of money. Oh yeah. Get come. Go at your I boy just, here. Like I just want you to I just want everyone yeah. to know that right, I personally left that off the roster or off the roster, off the uh, rundown. <laughs> and you brought it up, not me. So I don't want anyone to think that I'm using my homerness, but like what a clown. What an absolute clown. You came for somebody and then you're now using this as a recruiting pitch. You're talking to Jimbo. He's yes. the clown. Yes. Okay. Jimbo I want to make clown. sure we're literally Jimbo the clown. Jimbo the clown. That could be our that, episode name. Thank that you very makes much. me so annoyed. Don't I I love that scene though, where he's like, you know, 
just point it, like they're going to pay you all a lot of money. Like there's such an honest truth to that. But after all this, but after I, all I that, but thinking, after coming at someone else for that and also saying that like, Oh, that's not what we're doing. I, I just wanted Jimbo to see that video, like on his phone. Right. Just reading it and just being like, God damn it. Like, like, because after the grandstanding, like Mick was right. And there's nothing like wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And he didn't say there was anything wrong with it. He just said, that's what's happening. Our sport is so fucked up and I love it. Um, It is so wild. But yeah, I mean, obviously you guys know I'm team Nick always, but that was just, I did not know that you excluded it. Like the moment I said it, I could see you like, like starting to like like tense up like <laughs> like slam your head through a glass window um, yeah like just which so is good annoyed. I yes it, it was amazing comical. it's just so funny that like to my point earlier I wish people would just be honest about this stuff I don't care I don't care that this is what's happening but just be honest about it that's we're gonna we're gonna rotate around on this because we should talk about live golf because this is very similar in the sense of i just wish people would be honest about why they're going to this league um let me just list my favorite excuses um wanting to see their family more not playing as much um during the year yep, yep. um because they want to play team, against team the event best. the team event the team yes of, team event yeah, that's great they want to play against the best um what else? None of it's for money, though. None of it's for money. Um, no. And, um, yeah, the my, my favorite excuse is, first of all, whenever there's a situation where Patrick Reed is speaking, you just know that 95% of it is just actual bullshit. Um, yes. But we've known that for a very long time. The best part was that, like, somebody pulled up, like, how many, like, tour events that he, like, participates in. And, like, you don't have to do every single one. No. And he was one of the people that was like, did it the most. And it's because instead of just saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to live because I can make more money and do less work is basically the point of it. And then there's Brooks who said, I'm not going. I want to play against the best, blah, blah, blah. Plays the US Open and goes, bye. And did the switch. I mean, no offense, but, like, I love Brooks Kepka. don't get me wrong. Talk about somebody who's, like, naturally good at something and can be dominant in a sport, but, like, does not want to have to do it. Like, he, yes. he, it's almost like he hates that it's his job. He's like, well, I'm good at it. Might as well play golf and make a lot of money and I'm super rich. So, like, this is the perfect type of thing for him because he doesn't care about all the other stuff. He just would want to get money to, to, to play golf in less amount of time. But it's also, I don't know if you've watched any of it, but I just think it's a terrible product. And the fact that okay. they're having to try and get it together is really weird. I, I'm, a little, I'm a little torn. Now, full disclosure, and you know this, I work for the company that makes Golden Tea. Yes. And we have a partnership with the PGA Tour. Yes. So I have to actually be careful here because I am team PGA Tour through and through. Same. So I, and I know you are too, just in general, but I have like business ties. So like, I feel like you have to put all the cards on the table. What I will say is, um, it, it, the whole thing has felt so gross. Yes. Like, and, and like the Liv's biggest problem, because I did watch the event. Like, first off, distribution is a huge problem. If you're not on TV, like no one's going to care. And maybe these athletes, maybe these golfers don't care. 
because lot of them don't. Because they're getting so much money. Um, like Bryson, like, like, but you, you are going to be, it's just going to be an irrelevant tour. Like it's, no one's going to give a shit. Like, honestly, I watched the first event and the presentation online was fine. And I think there's some things that they do. Okay. But the golfers are not that interesting. And this teams, I don't give a shit about the team play. I'm not in it for team play. Like, so I'm, I just. Like, call this what it is, a money grab, Mm -hmm. if you're playing on the tour. And, like, Patrick Reed, like, at least, or not Patrick Reed, excuse me. um, God damn it, who was it? Uh, But, like, some of them, there's only a handful that have been openly outward, like, saying basically, like, I feel like I won the lottery. Yeah. Like, like, you know, to your point about NIL, if you're going to do this move, you might as well just embrace the shittiness of it. Yeah. Like, like, you're not you know playing I mean? against the best. You don't need to do that. You don't need to say that the fans there are kind of like being at a Ryder Cup because we know it's horseshit. Sorry, I have, like, such harsh words for This is definitely an explicit episode. I just hate the idea that, like, don't try and – don't be a dirty salesman. That's what it feels like. It's like a dirty yeah. salesman. Also, how is this possibly sustainable? With the amount of money going – like, I understand the people involved have a shit ton of money – but yes. at some point, like you want to make money off of something you're you're putting so much you're well, investing in, your return here, on investment is here, not gonna happen. Here they actually don't. They want to, it's sports washing where they want to actually just there it, there's so much wealth in here. It's actually hard to wrap your head around that they you know, this is about improving the reputation. Not to get deep and political in this, but they can actually do this and just like where you can absorb billions of dollars, which is like a world I don't understand. No. But I I don't like it. Like obviously no one likes it. It it dilutes the product. You know, I can criticize Brooks or DeChambeau, but they are interesting people. Yeah. And anytime you take away from the interesting people from like the, the PGA tour stuff, like that's not good, even if they're not as relevant as they they're, you know they once were. They're also incredible golfers. That's the thing yeah. too. Is like it does suck that some really good golfers are going there. The other part of this, though, is that it did force the, the, the like, silver lining. It did force the PGA Tour to sure. make some changes. And there's going to be great changes, I think, to to the product that they have now. But um, also, sidebar, I cannot wait to see the um, Netflix docuseries on this season of golf. Like they oh, my God. What a, what a talk great, about what the a great jackpot. season for What a great season for you to just start doing this and have all of this happen. Like, that is... Netflix has really lucked out. Netflix has really I, lucked I, out when they've come to to schools and teams that have had like very interesting stories that happen once in a couple of years or leagues, I guess, in this situation. But we, we didn't talk about this. But I was at you know I was at the John Deere Classic last week. We had mm-hmm. Golden Tees there. Mm-hmm. Talk about I, look. I know I have not been to the waste management, but we're planning like a tour next year to go all over the place. Yeah. If you've not been to the John Deere Classic, yeah. like. What an unbelievably accessible, fun, like really cool event. It's mm-hmm. like laid back, quad cities. We had it, it like it did not feel like a PGA tour event. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like you're you're right there. You can, you know, drink as many beers as you want. It was like a billion degrees, um, which was good because we had golden teas indoor that people were playing. Um, but oh my God, Paige, like, yes, quad that that should be a hangout. The John Deere Classic. No punts allowed meetup. Odd connection, maybe. 
but I think it would be very fun I mean, for everybody to involved. be fair, this is a college football podcast mainly with like a sprinkle of golf. You know, I love sprinkle sprinkle oh, yeah. of golf because we love golf so much. Um, but I, the whole thing is just, like you said, it feels gross. It feels like I'm, every time I watch an interview from somebody there, I feel like I'm listening to like a used car salesman talk me into why they did this when realistically, like you should just be like, this is the decision I made and this is what's happening, which I feel like some of them, like Dustin, I don't think has tried to justify really anything. Um, but he's a man, if you were another really, really talented golfer who I think also just is bored. Like I think Brooks and the reason they have like beef is because they're literally the same person. They both are extremely talented golfers who like just want to make as much money as possible and then just like hang out and have a good time for the rest of life, which is fair. I get it. But they just like, don't have the, like, like I truly do believe Rory when he says like he's passionate about the the PGA Tour and playing in these things yeah. and the history of that. Like I believe that he's a, a nerd like that. Same, but and same with Justin Thomas. But yeah, it's also just funny to watch golfers like have to tweet that like they're not going to places. Like that there's rumors like in golf this just hasn't been a thing because like no. you either are on tour or you're not, and there's no like trades happening or free agency signings like there's nothing really spicy about it and this has been the first time that there's major spice a lot of people are like oh well lives helped grow the game of golf like this is not growing the game of golf this is making people aware of the personalities in golf which is good because it it shows true personalities but it's not growing the game of golf no it's making it more confrontational um but it is again i think they have a long way to be relevant like God, yeah. And the PGA Tour owes Justin Thomas, Rory, John Rahm. Like, you talk about great ambassadors for your league. Like, John Rahm's, uh, you know, press conference Arizona a few State weeks ago level. was... Yeah, sorry. Was eloquent. Like, he was really good. Yeah. So, I love that. You, um, you know that I I really mean it when I say I, I agreed with everything you said, and that was hard for me to... Um, to like say publicly. grinding your teeth. Um, do you agree with Jim Jim Harbaugh vacation videos? Like, oh my gosh, you probably have not seen them because they're on TikTok. I have. I watched them. Um, you they were did? translated. They were translated on Twitter, of course. Okay, for of course. That kind of content. Yes. So I stumbled upon Grace Harbaugh's TikTok account, and a lot of this is like a thing on TikTok. I actually made one of my stepdad. And it's like dads at airports or dads in like the the hardware store and like things like that. And she's just like filming him in his natural habitat. And it is what's so funny is like he doesn't know that she's filming him. And he's the exact same way that we see him like on camera. And I think sometimes people believe that like Jim Harbaugh like puts on for the cameras when he's like at games or like in press conferences and things like that. I think he's just really this freaking quirky and hilarious but he's like doing like push-ups in the airport and like doing all this like crazy stuff and it's amazing content for tiktok i absolutely love it and it also made me i mean i know you're a a jim harbaugh apologist but i i'm not necessarily on that bandwagon but i appreciate him for who he is i think that's something that's actually happened is i genuinely appreciate him for who he is we talk well we talk about personalities being good for sports and he is wonderful for college football yeah. I, I like you know i really wanted him to stay at michigan because he is perfect people don't like him people mm-hmm. love him i i'm just intrigued by him i and i do like him i think he gets a terrible rap as i almost knocked the beer over for me but it's empty anyways um 
I I enjoyed this because this was like peak dad content. As yes. someone who is in dad zone, this is a man that has his dad black belt. Like yeah. this is a man that well, is. How many just, kids does he have? Many. He has a lot. Um, he has a lot. But I I am excited for him, Actually, and I'm excited for Michigan. Now. now you have to know. Yep, I um, think it's nine. Oh my god. It's that many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. I was close. Oh my god. <laughs> that gives me anxiety. Um, That's four more than you have. Four. Double <laughs> plus one. Like, how? Like, ugh. Oh my god, what is dinner like? I never, I well, can't one even. is a grown individual that coaches with him. That's true. Dinners have been spaced. But like, yeah. you never get out of that zone, man. You have, like, we just got rid of diapers in our house. Oh, wow. Our diapers That's a are, huge... are done. Thank you very Congratulations, much. Congratulations, Cameron. And I'm going to say period for, like, not for now, but like, diapers are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a big deal. For that is a huge deal. Goddamn expensive. Um, but this man had diapers in his life for 20 years. Yeah. Like, 20 years. I wonder what his youngest is. Like, he is, I want to say six or seven, because he had him when he was oh at. Oh, God. That sounds see. so tiring. Oh, poor Jim. My guy. Jim Harbaugh. Kids aged. We have ages. This is, this is what we need to do. Jim Harbaugh. Over kids. two marriages, seven children from his two marriages. That is a lot of kids. Man. Um, seventh child, 2017. Oh, yeah. Five? Yeah. <sighs> Jim, God bless you, brother. That is. Hope they, they're keeping you young and keep doing your dad shit. Keep doing and dad then, things. And then I will also bring up, because you put it on the, the rundown, we have like semifinal games selling out now already. Oh yeah, like, today the Peach Bowl sold out. Okay, this is so why, I don't understand this, this. Why you know it's you know uh, first of all the Peach Bowl. Okay, but like, who is buying this? Just like SEC scalpers, fans? I guess Georgia right? and Alabama but, fans, because your team's like, there. You know that's your team's semifinal. It's just like it's hilarious. Amid all the like carnage of college football, the Peach Bowl sells out. Sells out, like, yeah. They're like attendance has been down for so many years. Blah blah. blah. This is what will, things will be fine. Things will be fine. Here's the other thing. This is, I mean, bowl games will become incredibly valuable in terms of, oh yeah, like spectators because it'll now more teams will play each other, and there'll be better storylines. I think for bowl games. <sighs> I'm also, I have to say, because I've covered a few Peach Bowls. Didn't you cover a Peach Bowl? No, I haven't been to a semifinal before. I mean, we've probably talked about it on this pod. The the Chick-fil-A sandwich consumption for that week is disgusting. It's a problem. Where were we when they had, we were somewhere and they had Chick-fil-A sandwiches. And I was like, we were. I I cannot be left alone with. Chick-fil-A sandwiches just I you you think I'm joking. I would legitimately leave with like five in my purse. Well, the, the and I wouldn't have no the problem. Those oh. biscuits. Oh man. The biscuits are biscuits, so good. Have like, you had the chicken oh minis? God. 
Oh, yeah. No, it's like, I'm Those telling you. Those are crazy. They're also crazy the, filling. I was like, only four? Why would you only get four? And then I like no, the, ordered the big one, like the bigger version of that. And they fill you up pretty quick. I, I don't know if that's a game I'll be at. But I will tell you that um, they're a problem. And they are delightful. And they are everywhere. If you cover that game, it's like you turn a corner and someone is offering you. It's like SEC. Like, oh, it was SEC Media Days, I think. That's, I think, exactly what um, And uh, there's also no um, limit on Dr. Pepper at SEC Media Days. That's the first time I've had that. I probably, oh my gosh, I was just going to say, but had me about 15 Dr. Peppers. I don't know if you remember from Forrest Gump. I do. I do. Yeah. I'm not a hey, big Dr. Pepper fan, by the way. I am i don't really love it either, but like when it's in front of you and there's no Diet Coke, like I needed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, if it's in front of you and it's free <laughs> and there's Chick-fil-A, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like you're all, we're good with that. I, but I, yes, it is awesome that bowl game, like here again, back to the season page, football games are selling out that won't be played until December. When is the playoff again? Is it on New Year's it's Eve? New again? Year's Eve, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hold on, I looked it up earlier today. Yeah. That is annoying. And December that 31st is a Saturday. So that works. It's that a Saturday work. and then, um, yeah, that's, there's a lot of, uh, there's uh, New Year's 6 on January 2nd. That works. But uh, we'll Chick-fil-A, maybe I'll be there, maybe not. But either way, goddamn those chicken Either way, it's sold out. You have to be credentialed to go. I can't go with fan. Well, I mean, those, I'm, yeah, goddamn chicken biscuits. Yeah, I. Ugh, who no, I who'll be in that play. game? Who I mean, will? yeah. It'll oh be no, George, you know what? Save it. It will be Georgia or Alabama. Sorry, but Georgia or yeah, it could be both. But I don't think they would do a semi game. I think they would give them the national championship again. Run, run it back from the SEC championship. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited. We have to figure out how we're going to do our prediction pot, like. We'll probably stretch it out over like oh, a I series of pots. Oh, you were. Oh boy. You forget that your co-host has OCD. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and bets I'm sure will be involved. Yes, I mean. Yeah, exactly. There betting. will be betting. Um, we are going to get back to doing our rankings, but we're going to take a week off this week. But yes. um, there is something that I wanted. That I don't, which I did confirm before the start <sighs> of the show that you have not heard of this like meme slash no. TikTok thing. So we need to come up, somebody needs to come up with a clever name for a segment where I just like expose you to things that like dads normally wouldn't be exposed to. Um, But there's this like viral game that people are playing and you say like, he's a 10, but, and you give an example of something that maybe like lowers his score or you say he's a six and you say something that like hires it or whatever. Okay. And so I sort of made them with college football teams. And I I kind of thought it'd be fun to see if you could just guess which team. I mean, they're pretty easy. Like, I feel like you can guess which team. And I'll give the, the score of what I think they that would make them. Or you can give the score. It's up to you. Okay. I, let me first say that I have seen this. Would, do you call this a meme? What do you call this, Paige? Yeah, it's what a viral, me- like, TikTok game. TikTok. Everything is TikTok. But you can see, it. you can. it is a meme now because people will tweet, like... He's a okay, 10, so but... I've seen this on Twitter, which okay. is my portal. Yes. Like, but it's your portal I still, to everything I go, else. If it gets to Twitter, Kramer yes. would have seen it. But uh, of if course, it, if it but dies in TikTok, like, then you won't. So I've seen the he's a ten or whatever, and I'd be mm-hmm. like, hmm, very interesting. I've seen this more and more. I don't understand it. 
I'm starting to feel very old. Um, but I can I can guess. I'm happy to guess the teams that you're talking about. Okay. Um, do so, you want to read them, or do you want yes. like? I'll say he's a ten, but he's a self-proclaimed national champion. Uh, Alabama. Nope. Self-proclaimed China. national champion, oh, which makes fuck. him a four, in my opinion. I don't know this, but I do know this. You do know it. Is it SEC? Nope. Why am new, I blanking new, on this? New Big 12. <laughs> like how new Big 12? <laughs> like recently. Oh, oh, God damn it, UCF. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> but God. that makes him a four. You can't be a self-proclaimed. Yeah. Self-proclaimed national champion. How, how, how would I say Alabama? Oh, man, I just pissed off a lot of people. So, well, the they self-proclaimed actual, part got you. That's they, okay. Well, they've also like kind of gobbled up some national champions like like – you know, old school, like everybody's claiming a national, like you and I have a national championship from like 1955. That's the way it worked in football back then. Yeah. But okay. So I failed miserably. I'm 0 for 1. So he's a 10, but he barks like a dog. Georgia. That for me is a, a okay, wait, I gave UCF a 4 for being self-proclaimed national champions. I'm going to go with a 2. Or barking like a dog, especially if you, you have to experience it at once. I'd make oh, that lower. Come on. I thought it was a little like You think I would give them a five instead of a four? No, it was kind of annoying after a week there, but like it's like the moment of your life and you're barking like a dog in a quality restaurant. There's something about someone who loves chaos that can't help but be like, you know what? I kind of like this. Like, I get it, it is annoying and obnoxious, and they won, but like you're at like St. Elmo's and barking like a dog in unison yeah. with a bunch of people. Like, yeah. Okay, buddy. Way to go. Okay. Um, to be fair. Yeah. And UCF is in Florida. So I feel like that just brings you down a notch. Oh, so. they, they are just like, I'm tired of them. UCF, okay. So you would give, right. what would you rate them out of 10? And if they were, they uh, looked UCF? like a 10, but if they had that as their personality trait, what uh, would you it's a three. It's a loser move. That's a three. Okay. It's a lo- loser mentality. Barking like a dog. I, all right. It depends on like what time, like which bark this is. Because by the at the start of the week, I loved it. It was a ten. <laughs> by the end of it, it was probably a four. No, it's just like part of their personality. Like if they're a Georgia fan, you know that they're gonna bark. They're gonna bark. Like that's weird it's, to me. I don't know that I could yeah. get used to that. Uh no no. If you were like dating or married to this person, like someone barking like that's, a dog. That's at the, the point of the whole thing. Is like they're a ten appearance wise, but this is their personality. So so you down. could you. Man, see, I need to. I need to come up next episode. I'm going to come up with these to see if they actually make sense. It's like the ultimate dad one. Here's one that's like he's a five, but he has 18 national championships. Oh my god! So that would make him probably like a seven. Yes, I still like. I grasp this, but I don't fully grasp this. Like in a way that's we can give like real life examples. So that obviously would be Alabama. But like, so real life would be like he's a ten, but he mm, bad habit. You're saying right now? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a real life bad. Ha- oh, he smokes. Like that would be a zero for me. Yeah, that would be a no go for me too. Like you could All be the right, hottest so person this? alive, but if you smoke, no. Yeah, it's not gonna work. So he's a ten. Um. But he lives. Oh no, I don't want to do this. This would be so mean. I was gonna do an Iowa State joke, but that's so corny. 
I will work on this. I will work on my he's a ten material for next week. He's a ten material. You can um, make him. You can make him hotter by having a good personality trait. I think though, I need to get on TikTok. So you, I mean, it would be my greatest accomplishment if I could get you. Well, really, we need to get you an iPhone first. All right, this is getting a little heavy, <laughs> but I will get on TikTok. Okay, so I can understand this. Yes. Um, but send. I think be, people should send us their best. Like, I think another one could be. Yes. Like I'm he in. for you, it could be like he's a three, but he loves to punt. There. That was very good. So, you like, that would raise it like, for you. Oh yeah. Is. So. No, that's. I'm. I'm. We'll think of some. Please send us some because yeah, these are I feel actually like people fun. would have good ones. This is also a T-shirt, by the way. Yeah. At some point, we do have to actually make merch. We will. For the pod that is now back. Um, season okay, two. So, it's the start of season two. <laughs> season two. Are you watching it? Last thing. Are you watching anything good on TV right now? I just finished Stranger Things. That's why I asked. Okay. I think I gave you this as an assignment. And I think I forgot to follow up. But I need you to watch Drive to Survive on Netflix. I haven't done it because I wanted to finish Stranger Things. Okay. I'm writing it down right now. I'm too I'm scared of Stranger writing. Things to watch it. Oh, it's so good. I, my family has all don't, watched it. I have not because I'm I'm legitimately too afraid to watch stuff like that. I'll dream about it. Great. I can't. I have to watch like really cheesy things. Like the things that I watch would be recommendations for people's wives. So like the summer I turned pretty on Amazon Prime. That's something you should tell Caitlin she should watch. All right. Um, I'm this down too. But Drive to Survive, please watch it because I've now become a full-blown F1 addict. And like I, it's all I think about and talk about I've, besides I've been seeing football. you tweet about it. You've joined I, the long all, list of people that I follow. Yes. But here's the, here's the craziest thing. I'm not saying, again, I, there is this thing called page bandwagon magic a little bit. Certain teams that I end up bandwagoning end up winning titles or things like that. Not to brag Yeah, it's kind of real. Um, so... Carlos Sainz, who has been an F1 driver for a while, this was his 150th Grand Prix, and he won his first one this week, this past weekend. Um, so because of you? Basically is what I'm saying, is that Carlos yes. Sainz won his first Grand Prix because I am a fan of his, and proclaimed that in the middle of this season, and now made it possible for him to win, even though technically he's kind of the number two driver on his team. It's very, it's very complicated, okay? But, um, yeah, you will, you will, once you watch and you get into the storylines, also I just, like, like most of them. They're, Carlos is obviously my favorite, but a lot of them, like, I love. So, yeah, that, there will be a little F1 talk when the drama heats up this season, but. I, I'm in. By the way, since I have a new one. Oh, yeah, you can share your beer. We're not. We're not doing Picks and Pints yet. If you are a sportsbook or of any kind and you want to sponsor a really kick-ass gambling segment, you're saying now's the time. Or or an alcohol company. But this is a good one. Vallejo by Half Acre in Chicago. Oh. Um, great can work. They've actually Vallejo changed their Vallejo is a Bay Area. Area. Yeah, they've got the rocks and you got like the, you know, kind what of kind a of nice. What kind of beer is it? This uh, IPA, of course. Classic. So, Classic, um, but very good. And I'm, I'm telling you, when we decided that the pod was coming back, I think I'm going to map out my beers for the season. Okay. And I want to theme them to a specific team. Okay. Like, I want to have a beer a week that lines with the most meaningful game. Okay. I don't think I can do this well, and I probably will cave on it in like two weeks, but the ambitions are high to really up the ante on my beer choices this year. 
Yeah. I want to bring a lot of really good beers to the pod. I like this so, idea. So if you're yes. a fan of a, a specific team, probably one that's like game of the week level team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell or us what if you, you drink wanna, that's or local. if you're Miller Lite and you say, fuck <laughs> it, don't do that. Just drink Miller Lite. I'll just drink Miller Lite and I'll abandon that plan entirely. I will not drink because Miller Because that's Lite. what we do. I don't no 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 no. Don't Let's say that. Miller Lite. or like some blue moon or Honestly, um, I could do I could do Bud Light. I'll be fine. And Bud Coors Light, Light, call us. Miller Light, you can call us too. Don't listen to her. We're fine. We'll figure this thing out off air. Um, all right. So next week, I, we'll see what college football stuff breaks. We probably have to start previewing the season too. Yes. Uh, at some point, which is a lot of fun, and more realignment, more nil, more chaos. Um, yeah, we'll see what anything the else for us on up. No, I know. we'll just see what happens. All right, for Paige, I'm Adam. We'll see you guys soon.